And now we're gonna do something everybody like to do. All right, here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four. Yo, 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 this is Charlie Toller from Jurassic 5. This is Mark Ray. This is Craig Charles. And you are now tuned into Joints and Jams with Shaka Loves You. With Shaka Loves You. With Shaka Loves You on Soho Radio. Listen on the slide. You're gonna have tiny legs. Nah, longer, longer fingers, I think. <laughs> I can ruin any party, mate. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and good luck on y'all's show, man, for real. So, 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 so. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us and Happy New Year to everybody. You're tuned in to Joints and Jams on Soho Radio. We're Shaka Loves You. And uh, as always, we're going to be your host for the next two hours. So what have we got coming up on the first show of 2020, Jamie? Well, we got tracks from Jay Dilla, Groove Armada and Frank Moody and some classics from James Brown, Aretha Franklin and Smokey Robinson. My Spotify Discover Weekly was kicking out some jams this, this week, so a lot of them are in here. All I was getting was uh, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas and my uh, Chris Rea. Daily Mix 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and 6 was busting out all the... The Christmas jams. The Christmas, yeah. And we'll also be giving you guys an exclusive listen to our new EP, which is coming out on the 17th of January on Bomb Strikes. Stay tuned for that. Our album feature this month, we've gone for a compilation album rather than an artist album. And we've picked record label BBE's staff picks of 2019 albums, like 40 tracks, loads of jams in there. So we're going to be playing some tracks off that later on. Who's our first guest of 2020? Every every story we hear about this guy, whether it's like folklore or myth is just all 100% true. <laughs> totally. uh, he's the front man for uh, the legendary Dub Pistols. Mr. Barry Ashworth will be joining us on the phone later for a chat. As always, love to hear from you guys. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Shaka Loves You. If you like any of the music here, you can check out our Joints and Jam Spotify playlist. And you can head over to our website to sign up for our mailing list where you get exclusive music direct to your inbox. And don't forget you can tune in to SohoRadioLondon.com or you can listen through the Soho Radio app. And uh, we're going to kick things off with Groove Armada and Sun Toucher. SV, urban, organic, mic mechanic, superhuman MC powers help me fly around the planet. Touch the microphone device, whole countries get frantic. Saving damsels in distress so young girls don't panic. Playing MCs under pressure till they crack like ceramic. I was thought they could flow but sank like the Titanic. Rhymes rip skull like icebergs through the hull survive the impact and arctic cold freezes your soul create a new style then break the mold compositions are controlled and liable to explode like landmines my crew blow through like wind chimes make it hot like fire 200 proof like moonshine whiskey playing yourself is risky and the flow's mad jazzy like dizzy gillespie and the sound be harmonious and deadly like a harpy call me the great one like wayne kresky no man can test me so I try, focus like a samurai, stronger than a mata or a tsunami. I mean tsunami. I rock it from MTV to the BBC. Radioactive waves, short out your TV. LESB, check it for me in the next galaxy. Put it in a time capsule till the next century. In a blackout, use it for electricity. Danger, high voltage, dope fiends need their daily dosage. I break it down mathematically. 99.9 is the percentage. Like clothes and fine wine, the rhymes are vintage. And the universal will give me strength like spinach. With dinage, I eat it like a tofu sandwich. With cabbage, ask your girl, she knows that I'm not the average. Nigga, who claims to pull the trigger? Reality's the root of the rhymes that I can figure. Phony, baloney, swear that Don Coleone. But 
that smashed her rockin' rhymes is my hobby You're probably like, what's he on? Cause I rock it from the start to the beat is gone Not in the mafia, but I'm the microphone dawn And the words that I shoot out my mouth are Teflon Giroud, never touch ya, microphone wrecker Leave out in the stretcher, step up in my sector Try to match wits, but the mental will crush ya Giroud, the damager, the sun touch ya Peace You're listening to Barry Ashworth. He's been kicked off Soho Radio. That's why they brought you Shaka Love You Boys along. Make sure you stay tuned. And uh, yeah, by the way, I'm Barry Ashworth. You're listening to Shaka Loves You on Soho Radio. Check it out.
kicked off the show with Groove Armada Suntoucher featuring Jerry the Damager. We then went into the High Meister and I Like Funky Music. And then we finished off that section with James Brown talking loud and saying nothing. And that was the 1991 extended version. We're going to play three more tracks and then we're going to get into the album feature.
to know that in the spirit of what he was as a human being and the spirit of his music, Marvin is with us. Last section we started off with one of our edits, that's Johnny K, Bills to Pay, you can grab that over in our Bandcamp. And then we went in with Feature Cast and The Gaff, Ain't Got Time, and finished off with War, Me and Baby Brother. get stuck into the album feature now this month we've not gone for an artist's album we've gone for a compilation album for a change and seeing as the first show of 2020 we've gone for a kind of retrospective album so bbe records have put out their staff picks of 2019 and in their words it's a bumper package celebrating the last 12 months in the life of barely breaking even handpicked by the label team BB's eclectic, inclusive catalogue is reflected across these 38 tracks, which range from African township funk to underground house and almost everything in between. There's loads of good stuff on this compilation. I went through it before our New Year gigs and got loads of jams. Uh, we're going to play three tracks. 
We're going to start off with MF Robots, Finders Keepers. They've got an album dropping in 2020 on uh, BB, apparently. And then the unreleased extended cut of Love Jones by Jay Dilla. And then finishing off with, now this one's an absolute mouthful, Louis Vega presents Leroy Burgess and the Universal Robot Band featuring Patrick Adams. And the track's called Barely Breaking Even, which is the track the record label was named after. Shine! 
Jefferson, and I'm back from the shack of a soul boss with the most thundering, storming sounds of soul on Soho Radio. Shucks on mighty. Come on, brothers, hit me back one time. Ouch! All right, out of sight. So we figured because this is the first show of 2020, we should do some kind of retrospective 2019 show. But then record, because we're recording this in between Christmas and New Year, we're literally recording this on, on New Year's Eve. We're literally about to go and do sound check for New Year's Eve show. But we, we quickly jotted down some highlights for us. What were some of your 2019 highlights, mate? Uh, I would say definitely getting the chance to do this show. The big thanks to Dan and Rachel for, for uh, giving us the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, we just want to say a huge thanks real quick to the guests that we had on the show. Every single one of them have been uh, amazing. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and, and chat to us. Charlie Turner from Jurassic 5, Craig Charles, Mark Ray from Rain Christian, Crafty Cuts, DJ Yoda, Mighty Mouse, and then we finished the year with the Reflex. <sighs> Not bad for our first year. Not bad at all. Any highlights for you? Um, yeah, my highlight of 2019 was probably watching you fall off stage while doing karaoke. <laughs> That's it's not what we discussed that we were going to talk about. That's not script, Jamie. Uh, do, uh, <laughs> do you want me to do a, a rendition of it now? Watching Marty sing, uh, oh, I say, I say sing, <laughs> try and rap um, Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang was... I was so confident pre-show. I was out my banger. And then as soon as, as, soon as the karaoke started... I just, yeah. just froze. Despite my best efforts to try and dissuade you. You're like, no, I'll be fine. I put my cat back to front and fell off the stage. <laughs> that was my highlight of the decade. Oh, nice.
Just 
that section we had uh, a track from another couple of really good uh, Glasgow DJs actually We Should Hang Out More uh, that's called Self Medicated and that's the We Should Hang Out More P.P. Arnold Jam next up was Aretha Franklin Rocksteady and that's the Nick Bike edit if you've not heard of Nick Bike go check him out he's fast becoming uh, one of Jazzy Jeff's go-to guys for, for regular edits finished off that section with Why You Wanna See My Bad Side and that was by Smokey Robinson Still come, we're playing three more tracks and then we're getting into the interview with Mr. Barry Ashworth.
So in that last section, we played you two tracks off our forthcoming EP on Bomb Strikes. First one was Disco Weapon 2, and then the lead track, Love Is True, after that. And then finishing off that section, we played you Linda Evans, You Control Me, and The Con Edit. Kick off 2020, we've got living legend, true rock star, and the swaggering frontman of festival favourites, the Dub Pistols, Barry Ashworth, joining us on the phone. He's suddenly got a few stories to tell, and we chatted football, losing 1.5 million record deal, and uh, tour bus murder stories, believe it or not. Uh, so here it is, our chat with Mr. Barry Ashworth. So, so we're on the phone with Mr. Dub Pistols himself, Barry Ashworth. How's it going, mate? Not too bad, mate, not too bad. So you've been on a tour recently. What, the last 32 years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Addict Tour, how did that go? That was amazing. I mean, I think we're 90% sold out every show. So, um, yeah, it's just been it's just been incredible, really. Um, you know, like, just going to take off uh, a few weeks now. I head off to Thailand and then off to uh, New Zealand and Panama and then come back and start touring again. Amazing. Is that all for pleasure or any work while you're there? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to take a few weeks off in Thailand, and then I'm off over to New Zealand to do Splore Festival. Oh yeah. And yeah. then Panama to do Tribal Gathering Festival. Oh wow. Come back, do snow bombing, and then start another UK tour. There you go, straight back into it. Living the dream. So we noticed there was no Scottish dates on the on the last tour. Any any particular reason for that, Barry? None apart from it's a long way to go <laughs> without a massive fan base. No, yeah. I mean I always love playing Glasgow, always love playing Edinburgh. Um, it's just it, for some reason there is a thing where um, if we go past Newcastle, we drop off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. um, we'll have a following there, but it's 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 very it's very hard to make the shows, you know, more economically viable. Yeah. I mean, I loved you know last time we we came up and we thought it's going to be a game changer was to come up and play Belladrum. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. it absolutely hammered it down. We got a really lovely <laughs> oh. spot, prime time on the main stage, and it absolutely hammered it down. <laughs> yeah, so nobody was like, there. That sounds like a Scottish festival. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I used to always come up and do Rockness every year. That was always good. I've done Taylor yeah. Park a few times. That's always been lively. Um, yeah, and I always enjoy it every time we, we get there. But like I say, as, as part of the tour, it's just been financially quite difficult. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of bands, like we notice a lot of bands struggle with that. Um, yeah, coming up, coming up north. Don't know why. I don't. I don't know why it is. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's only awareness. It's like you know the shows. I mean, like we'll always pull up a good crowd in Glasgow, but yeah. it's then it's like you know you're getting your damn Dundees and Aberdeens, and it's like who, what? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so we just wanted to kind of take it back to the beginning a little bit, if that's all right. So you grew up in South London, yeah, and it was kind of like a was it some of your family were Scousers, is that right? Yeah, my fa- I'm a first-generation Mockney. My family are all Scousers. Um, right, right. You know, first thing you've done is putting a red shirt. You know, we had my grandmother down. She'll never walk alone. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I always grew, grew up, you know, 
South London boy. Nice. What are you, are you? Are you? Are you Rangers or Celtic? I'm Celtic. I actually live in the, the East End. You can. I, I live literally stones throw from Parkhead. Right. Okay. I mean, I was always a massive Celtic fan growing up because of the Kenny Dalglish yeah. links. But I've got to admit, I've switched my allegiance since they've taken Gerard up to Rangers. Ah, really? <laughs> Short right. Let's end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's all. That's all the time we've got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I just want to see Gerard do well. It'd be nice to see some competition back up in Scotland, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, totally, man. Did I'm... they not get pumped at the weekend? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and no, I saw yeah, that. Um, ten men, ten men. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, you, you know, two years ago, Rangers were completely and utterly kicked they were, out, they were and demolished, stripped down, they? and yeah, yeah. demolished. Yeah, yeah were pretty <laughs> much taken apart. I remember. Uh, I remember going to. Uh, a Celtic Liverpool game, and it was back in the UEFA Cup run. Yeah, uh, this is going back probably like over ten years or something now. But uh, I still remember uh, it was a home game at Parkhead, and uh, you'll never walk alone. The Celtic fans and the Liverpool Liv- fans, yeah, singing Must at the same some- time, and everybody with their flags up. Uh, that was pretty special. You'll never walk alone. Always puts your hands on my arms, yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I also remember. It, obviously, it was a bit very poignant because of uh, Hillsborough and things like that. Do you know what I mean? I think you know. Yeah, um, wasn't it one of the first games that we played was against yourselves? I think mm-hmm. after after Hillsborough. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's quite an allegiance between the two clubs. What were some of your earliest musical influences then? And that because that that's kind of set you off on the path to become. A musician, you were in like Clash and stuff. Clash and the Specials, really, I guess, were the two bands that really sort of Clash Specials and Jam yeah. um, as bands when I was growing up. Um, and then obviously, you know, having been around a while, um, I've gone through every single style and genre that you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was definitely, it was definitely like the Clash and Specials that took me down the reggae route. And did you, uh, you wanted to become a footballer before a musician? Is that right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm like everybody who grew up dreaming that they would be a footballer and then I um, playing, did a bit in the non-leagues and then uh, broke my leg and went to Ibiza in 1987 to recover. <laughs> to recover. <laughs> yeah, took a load of beans <laughs> and never went home, you know what I mean? And thought, this, this, and that, that was it, I was a raver. <laughs> you started DJing out there, is that right? At that time I came back and started running clubs in South London um, right. with some mates and then that went on to, you know, promoting band shows and bands like the Ocean Colour scene and very much the sort of Balearic scene at that time, which would have been the Happy Mondays and Stone Roses. Right. I remember going to Spike Island and it was that that kind of got me into sort of thinking that I could be in a band. I thought if the Happy Mondays could get away with it, so can I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah. that was kind of my attitude was like, you know, it was kind of like be the Happy Mondays, be as high as you possibly can and let everyone else feed off it. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. The music came second. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, you know, it was kind of weird at that time as well though because when we were absolutely crap, um, the enemy and the Melody Maker and that loved us and the minute we actually got any good, they said we were rubbish. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Typical yeah, yeah. British journalism. That was in the first band. I mean, that was you know that was Cowboy Records time. Charlie Chester and the um, you know Perks of Living Society and things like that that were right. doing really well. And then after that, um, really, I guess I got into the sort of breakbeat scene or big beat scene as big it was beat, known yeah, as. Yeah. Then we started off as trip hop, and then it was yeah. Animal House, and then it was um, big beat. You know, the sound of Norman Cook come along, and um, yeah. you know Pet Reds and Waller Sound, and it was kind of part of that first early movement I guess yeah and then is that when the is that when the dub pistols kind of started to to form yeah it was it was me wanting to make um you know 
tune, breakbeat tunes, basically. Do you know what I mean? Because I kind of mm. loved the fusion of, of of the hip hop and the electronic. It was kind of like it was fresh compared to the house music that had become very formulated and generic at that stage. And I just got bored, and suddenly there was this fresh sound, and I was like the Chemical Brothers and you know Dust Brothers as they were then known. And I was off. That was it. You know. And when did uh, when did Jimmy Avin come into the the equation then? That was kind of late. That was after the first album, Point Blank. We got to deal right. with. Um, a&M Records, they went bankrupt. Um, we came home and Jimmy Irvine heard this track with Dumb Planet Asia and he sort of phoned us up and well, got in contact with my manager, said it was the best record he'd heard in 15 years and then flew us out and did a million half dollar deal. So it was kind of like gone from, you know, broke, absolutely broke yeah, yeah, yeah. penniless to, uh, you know, um, four years of blowing a million half pound. I don't think it even took me that long to blow it all before I came back bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we we were speaking to a, a friend of ours who got a, a kind of similar deal, but it was a deal to go and play in Vegas uh, yeah. as a DJ, you know, and he was, he'd uh, kind of never had anything like that before and basically pissed it all up a wall. Uh, but like sometimes when that kind of thing happens to you, you know, sometimes you've got to go through those highs, lose it all, and then kind of start again with a sort of fresh perspective on it. Well, I, I think when you're younger, you kind of think it's going to last forever. Um, and you think, you know, this is just the start and you kind of get used to it. And then next thing you know, it's like, I guess it's like a roller coaster. It takes ages to sort of get to the top of that hill. And then it's a very quick shoot straight down to the bottom again. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. what happened? I want to go again. And you just have to regroup. Do you know what I mean? Like a boxer, pick yourself up off the floor and... You know, start thinking. I better start taking this a bit seriously. When we're reading about the, the timing of of the, the deal with with Jimmy, and then obviously nine eleven happening was, well, for you, from your point of view, pretty you know terrible timing. It was. A, I mean, it was. A, it was. A, it was a world changing time in British, not in British. You know, in 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 global politics. You know, yeah. I mean, it was a day the world changed, totally. and you know, a lot of people lost their lives. So you have to put it into perspective. Yeah. You know, and the whole world changed. So, yeah, I mean, it was really disappointing to lose our deal and have our record put on hold but at the same time you know it's just one of those things it's the story of every every band you know what could have should have would have you know yeah. that's just, just you know you i've always thought that if you you know you, you you always think you're just about i've never ever let yourself believe that you've actually made it because something will always turn around and hit you straight in the face with a bat you know what i mean that's it's it, like it yeah. It, takes a, it still takes a lot of luck and a lot of things going for you to actually get it over the line. So, I mean, I've been lucky enough to have the career I've had and uh, be successfully unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So what, what kind of motivates you to keep keep sort of going year on year? This is going, you said, about 30 years in the business now. Yeah, and some more. Um, but I guess it's just, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm lucky enough to have this career. I'm lucky enough that people still booking us. Um, I'm, you know, just finished two new albums, so that'll be like album eight, nine, and ten, um, all ready to go. You've got a documentary coming out, starting a festival. So, um, as luck would have it, we're still on the increase. I think, you know, we're still on the incline rather than the decline. So, why that's still happening, why, 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 whilst I still can, you know, I'm going to still enjoy myself. Yeah, man. So, uh, Bucky Weekender, going yeah. into year two now? Yeah. 
Yeah. How was year one? How's it working? Uh, year one couldn't have gone any better. You know, I really just, you know, it's, it's something I've always, always wanted to do. Um, and it really just couldn't have gone any better. Well, obviously, we were limited size by um, licensing. But this year, um, we've increased the capacity and tickets have just been absolutely flying. So it's absolutely smashing it through this year. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just been amazing. Um, the feedback... The um, the reactions from everyone, the support from everyone, has just been incredible. So, what what kind of prompted the the move from obviously still gigging and playing to to then want to put on your own festival? Well, I mean, I've always, I mean, I started as a club promoter. You know, when I came back from my beef, I was promoting, and I'd always, I've always promoted throughout my life. So, yeah. um, having done about three festivals a week for God knows how many years, you, you know, it was just <laughs> like, I, you know, the opportunity came up. Someone had some land that said they wanted to do it and I went and checked the land out and thought, this is fantastic, let's do it. Yeah, and, and just, yeah, you know, you are what you say you are, you just got to prove it, you know, and it was just like one of those, you know, I've always just thought, well, give it a go, what's the worst that can happen? Just a natural progression, I guess, from yeah. doing festivals. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, it, you know, and, and, and like I said, most of it is, you know, it's Mucky Weekender, it's over 80s, it's like, um, it's... There's no one wandering around with their phones in the air. Do you know what I mean? Filming everything. It's people just getting yeah, on with yeah, it. Yeah. You know, and and, and and more. It's not about like who's on on Radio One or who's this or that. It's like just you know quality music, yeah. really, and a quality crowd. So yeah, no, it's brilliant. And you've entered the beer game now too. No, uh, yeah. Well, I've kind of I've, I've got the IPA that's um, that's bad Uncle Barry that um, free <laughs> that's, that's a great. Yeah. I love the name. Yeah, well, that's the beater the boys for you because they came out with it in their program. They just oh, said, did they? <laughs> I love their blurbs and the program is so good, aren't they? Brilliant. Well, they just said he's he's not really your uncle. He's just a person you wish your mum would marry because he's more fun than your dad. <laughs> 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 and the brewery yeah. likes it, and they decided to make it a beer. You know, they were fans, and then um, so that was the IPA, and that's won loads of awards. And then I just started working with a collaboration with Gypsy Eel on a lager because I'm more of a lager man myself so yeah, I wanted yeah. to come out with a lager so um, yeah problem is when you've got your own one and an endless supply you turn into yeah, an alcoholic yeah, yeah, quite yeah. quickly <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> you just sit here and, I, and it's actually quite strong so it knocks the knocks the socks off you quite quickly <laughs> so we uh, we hit up one of your good mates to get some some stories on you so we're going to do a little going to do a little true or false section if you're if you're alright with that yep go ahead right true or false you you once stage dived in the middle of a show into a swimming pool to only find out it wasn't a swimming pool it was just three inches of water yeah that's true that was in <laughs> um, Singapore it was so hot it was unbelievable we were in suits it, and uh, I launched myself off the stage and yeah as I was in the air and realised that it was <laughs> really not going to turn out very well for me and it didn't yeah oh, yeah it couldn't dear. have gone any worse uh, <laughs> Did you finish the show? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I've broken my leg three times on stage, so I'm kind of used to it now. Yeah. Adrenaline will get you through. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so, getting caught uh, in a beta airport in a wheelchair by custom. Yeah, that was true. Um, <laughs> that was true as well. Um, it was at the premiere of It's All Gone Pete's Hong, and uh, we've probably got <laughs> a little bit more refreshed than I should. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll probably get crucified for it for making out I was disabled when I wasn't. And uh, um, so, why were, why were you in a wheelchair? 
just because um, I decided that I couldn't walk. Do you know what I mean? As you do. And it was yeah, it was a bit embarrassing, and 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 it was involved other things as well. The you know, yeah, yeah, the um, yeah. you know, <laughs> things it shouldn't have. And basically, they saw me on the uh, camera, and in front of about two hundred journalists, I got anally probed. But as, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but as luck would have it, I got away with it all because I'd done everything. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, Brilliant. sad but true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Did Lily, did Lily Allen do a drum and bass set at your carnival party? Uh, Lily Allen came and hang, hung out with us at our oh, carnival okay. party a com- couple of times. Um, a drum and bass, I mean, I, no, I don't think she did. Might have been off her face. She just came, she came and hung out. She, she hung out. She was, I think she was seeing one of the Chemical Brothers at the time and she just came down with him. Uh, so that, I mean, if this, if this next one's true, this, this might be an, an entire different podcast episode. Uh, a serial killer bus driver who was hiding the bodies on the tour bus in France. Um, you you'll have to wait for the documentary to find out. <laughs> <that's true. laughs> Are you allowed to talk about this? There, there has been an incident, um, and it's going to be in our so documentary. The investigation is ongoing. Oh no, the guy's doing life. Oh He's shit! Doing life. So um, yeah, it did actually happen, um, and yeah, it's going to be in our documentary. What could possibly go wrong? The history of the dump pistols. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think we've just turned this into a true crime podcast here. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't notice anything because obviously I was off med and it was June. We were going to sound check, and apparently we were picking up the bodies then. Yeah, pretty dark business. So speaking of the documentary, when's that going to be? Um, well, we're just doing the final um, cuts now and negotiating um, which outlet we're going to put it through. But it's pretty much done. It's been, you know, we've been doing it for about eight years. So um, it's finally ready. Any other projects you can coming up you can tell us about? We've got, I've got two new albums done. Um, nice. So I'm hoping to start releasing... Um, early in the new year and then I wanted to release another album around September the time of the festival so hoping to release two albums next year but I'm not sure if that's been too um, ambitious ambitious yeah whether or not the world could take two albums in one year we'll (laughs) see well listen Barry thanks very much for taking the time to chat to us man really appreciate it pleasure brother all the best mate thanks big soon bro bye from east to west north to south the station of now, Soho Radio.
So we're coming to the end of the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, as always, you can listen to any music back from the show on our Spotify playlist called Joints and Jams. And don't forget, you can sign up to our mail list and we'll send you free music every single month. Just head over to shackalovesyou.com to sign up. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. You've been listening to Shaka Loves You, Joints and Jams, and we'll see you next month. So-